0: Three, two, one. hi your highness
1: how you doing on your third day off
0: i'm doing really well i was just wondering how you are doing
1: dude i'm doing great it's holiday season it is we are having fun and we're jacking off wait <laughs> figuratively oh i didn't mean that <laughs> we're
0: acting like giant children
1: absolutely in, in the
0: privacy of our own home so we I can do it's that because okay.
1: all the kids are gone Mm -hmm. Uh, guess what? Your dad gave me this really cool book about the Peck family in Grand Rapids. My dad did. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to digging into that. Yep. It's going to be a great book.
0: Very interesting stuff.
1: Also, I bought myself these notebooks because I actually like to write our stories out at work early in the mornings.
0: Oh, that's that one you got. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's called black and red. I opened it to jot down some notes today, and I see you tried it out, because it has a a different type of paper, I guess.
0: I did, and you're telling me it feels different when you write, so I just made a little note to it. This
1: is the little note he wrote. There was a time when I thought you were a dick. That was earlier this morning. (laughs) Thanks. That was very nice of you. Anyways, it's right. these, later in the day, and I, cool. I still feel like you're a dick, I think. Yeah. It is. Well, you're always a dick, so. Once you can dick, scan always. these little things and keep them in little, they're pretty cool. Anyways, I like to actually write instead of type, so it's pretty neat. I do too, with note pads um, and stuff. I just want to say, some strange way we have made it into the earballs of people in 132 different cities. What it's remarkable. Fuck? I know. Remarkable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank every single one of you guys for downloading and listening to us. We want to wish you all a happy holiday.
0: Yes. Thank you all for joining us. Michigan Murders and Music. I have an explicit content warning, which we probably should do before we get too deeply into I'm this.
1: Probably already blew that.
0: Uh, maybe. Your Highness will say naughty words now and then, and the content is murder. That's just not a very nice thing. It's murder. And children should not be listening to us.
1: No, and if you have a kid that tosses, give them a gift, and it's Baby Yoda, and they just throw it out and say, I don't want it. <laughs> That that sounds like a very
0: personal anecdote Don't
1: blame us. Uh, (laughs) Right? (laughs) Hey,
0: you said you wanted the baby Yoda.
1: You may or may not want your children to listen to us, because we're going to laugh about kids that do that kind of stuff. We can't afford the counseling for your kid, because we're going (laughs) to laugh at them right now. Yeah, so maybe my granddaughter...
0: She'll appreciate this someday. It was, it was really hilarious.
1: kind of. I don't know what baby Yodas are supposed to look like, so I bought Neither. her a stuffed one. I and thought it looked
0: like a weird too. Too.
1: She's too young <laughs> to tell me like I want an action figure, but it was just baby Yoda. I want baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Okay, get t- it was totally ugly, I'm not gonna lie. The nose was all jacked up. Speaking and of Jack, she was like our Jack
0: Russell really did enjoy that. He
1: did enjoy stuffed it. Stuffed animal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's totally <laughs> torn apart. Anyways. It was great. I, I couldn't be mad because it's so fucking fantastic. So now I have to go buy our action figure. We Where are we going to tonight, boot?
0: We're heading to a city in Michigan called Chessoning.
1: We're going to talk about Gerald Leroy Wingert. Mm-hmm. Wingert.
0: It's prison number 106413 at the Lakeland Correctional Facility. So, what did he do?
1: Well, a young lady, just 20 years old, she was a mother to an infant boy who had just turned one, had taken her truck to the grocery store. She left her husband and child home. There's actually two stories. One, she borrowed a friend's truck and went to the store in which case I have no idea what happened to the baby. The second one, she left her husband and the baby at home, got in the truck, drove 20 miles or a good 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to Owasso, Michigan, to go grocery shopping. A 20-minute drive to go grocery shopping for you guys might sound absolutely ridiculous, but around here, that's nothing. Right, there are
0: a lot of cities that are that far or even a lot further.
1: Further, sometimes a when we go camping, you get a party store, and that's it. You, Gas
0: station. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you get what you get. It. you better need what's there, and that's it. Mm. Like many small towns, while she was checking out at the grocery store, she ran into a friend. They chatted. Don pushed her cart out of the grocery store, and she was never seen again.
0: That night, January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy three, her husband reported her missing. The next day police found the borrowed truck in the shopping center parking lot.
1: Her groceries were strewn inside and her car keys were on the ground by the truck door. Obviously, they immediately realized it was a forceful abduction. 4,000 local volunteers searched the area and came up with nothing. About
0: two months later, March 4th, 1973, brothers Wayne and Bill Summers were tapping maple trees on their family farm in saginaw you're
1: such a boy i bet they were tapping those trees when they
0: discovered dawn's body
1: i'm not sure how they were drilling a man tapping them oh my god what a fucker i i don't know how old they were but i i can't imagine they were probably out being total boys and dicking off and then they look over and there's This woman lying there dead, that'd be horrible. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, is that a DB?
1: I think that's a DB. Wait, what? (laughs)
0: Not a (laughs) (laughs) douchebag.
1: So they ruined for those boys. They had to call the cops and their maple farm became a crime scene. Maple farm. Right. Upon doing the autopsy, it was revealed that Don had been raped.
0: She had also been shot three times in the back of her head with a twenty two caliber gun of some sort.
1: I mean, what? it was a little pistol. We it? know
0: that, but oh. at this point in the story, we didn't know oh, that. Okay,
1: uh, The medical examiner figured out she was gone and or passed away approximately 90 minutes after she was abducted.
0: That's pretty short order.
1: Probably took less than two minutes to snag her, which is really scary.
0: Two brands of ammo were used. Two of them were Remington, and one of them was Winchester.
1: Not Dean or Sam either. Yeah, I love that show. I love those boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, Any and all evidence was taken from her body and stored in evidence containers, obviously. And luckily, some of the evidence was spermicidal.
0: Spermatozoa? Another three months go by, and so now it's June, 1974. A 22 caliber revolver was recovered from the Shiawassee River in Owasso, Michigan.
1: I was kind of like, how did they just find it? Well, we learned that four boys were swimming in the river, and one of them stepped on it. Uh, Can you imagine? That's like stand by me stuff like totally like hanging out and you're like holy shit we just found a gun
0: yeah and the first boys found the body and then boys later found the pistol different boys
1: holy crap a moly yeah the gun was actually still loaded it contained the three spent rounds that matched the three that killed Don. the gun was traced to a pawn shop in yuma arizona of all places where it was purchased in 1965 by a man named Robert Shaw.
0: We found out that Robert Shaw was stationed in Arizona when he was in the Army back then, mm-hmm. and it turned out that he was Don's first husband, but they were unable to locate him. They did find him eventually.
1: Well, this was, you know, we didn't have Internet back then again. Mm-hmm. Phone books. And in, in 1976, two years, two, two years after the gun was found, Don's wallet and ID were found on the bank of the same goddamn river that the gun was found in.
0: Probably by another couple, few boys that were out Probably, goofing around but by the they river. Did they
1: not search that area when they and found the gun? That
0: does make me wonder.
1: Or was it too wooded? And it would could be. Hit, who knows? Yeah, it makes me wonder. Anyways, so the
0: case goes cold at this point. Yeah, I got nothing.
1: The evidence they have isn't taking them anywhere, and they can't find Don's ex. The case is not reopened until 1995. That's nearly 20 years later.
0: A detective, Michigan detective, Gail, Gail Tobin, Tobin, going over cold cases, realized that they had collected sperm, spermatozoa, or as you you call it, spermicidal.
1: Sperma, spermicidal. Spermicidals.
0: Evidence that our DNA tools have drastically Spermatozoas. changed. Spermatozoas. Um, Little swimmers. At this point, we we're able to analyze that goo. Did you and you say
1: analyze? <laughs>
0: That's what you heard.
1: (laughs) So, they had the Michigan State Police DNA lab in East Lansing and also had an independent lab run the DNA.
0: At this time, the detectives were also trying to hunt down the people of Dawn's past, like Robert Shaw, the owner of the gun.
1: And literally, they did do this with white pages.
0: Yeah, the phone book.
1: The goddamn phone book. Yeah, looking up his phone number. There's numerous Robert Shaws out there. They found a bunch. Imagine now you'd find thousands.
0: Three years later, in 1998, they located Robert Shaw. He told them that he did own the gun, that particular gun, but had lost it years ago.
1: They were able to clear him of Don's murder through his DNA. He could not remember what had happened to the gun. He was going through a divorce, and who knows what was going on in his life.
0: A few years later, so we're talking right around the area of 2000 and 2001, right in there, Robert Shaw finally remembers that his ex dated a guy named Gerald Leroy Wingert. Shortly after they divorced, he thinks, he's been thinking about this for a few years now, so it finally clicked in his mind that this guy Gerald might have taken the gun from his house.
1: Right, or car, or wherever. He couldn't remember where he'd stored this gun. So detectives took that name and they ran with it. Gerald. (laughs) This
0: is what they found out about Gerald Leroy Wingert. Go
1: ahead. uh, I can't speak apparently.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At 20 years old, the married Gerald, who was a U of M engineering student with a scholarship, had been convicted in a 1961 rape of a blind U of M student and for the robbery of her escort. He has a piece of dirt.
1: He's a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Dirt. He he served eight years. Dirt
1: is kind.
0: Yeah. He served eight years for those two crimes and was released in 1969.
1: After that, he became a long haul trucker and lived in numerous states, which just throws all kinds of red flags on the field to me. It's so, such
0: the stereotype. You know, you think of these you, truckers as creepy weirdos that abduct, rape, murder. I don't abduct, want to, rape, but murder. it's
1: fucking true. He had to have been on the road doing this. Mm-hmm. And you know that Dawn wasn't his first victim. There's no way. Right. That was just the first victim he got I gotta caught take a swig. with.
0: i got to take a swig of this.
1: Okay, Hold you on. take a swig. I might as well, too. Delicioso. Oh,
0: that's much better. So. During this investigation, they recovered a cigarette butt from Gerald. The old
1: cigarette yep. butt. DNA Matched. trick.
0: Mm-hmm. Matched his DNA with that of the DNA found, found in the jizz kit. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. I, I wonder if that's actually what they probably do. Kit. Hey, will you hand me down, uh, somebody's I need a jizz, jizz kit. kit. <laughs> Anyways, G- Gerald was arrested for the murder of Dawn at the age of 60 on March 7th, 2001. He was only charged with the murder as the rape and the kidnap had, like the had run statute said.
0: Statute of limitations had yeah. run out. In November of 2001, Gerald was tried for the murder of Dawn at the Livingston County Courthouse.
1: On November twenty seven.
0: 2002, (laughs) it says 1002 in our notes.
1: That that was a really long
0: time ago. Oh, my God.
1: You read this and didn't even catch that either. That's the great part. Okay, November 27, 2002, he was convicted for the death of Don. In 2002, he was sentenced to life without parole. So 28 years after the young 20-year-old Don had disappeared and was murdered, her mm. mother and brother were there to see the man who killed their their Don. Twenty eight years justice, yeah. 20, so this guy is That's rolling just crazy. out. He had gotten remarried. He thought he was going to get away with that shit. I think. I mean, geez, twenty eight years, and how can you live with that without just not being physically ill? Uh, he, this, in you some know, way,
0: certain kinds of people with certain kinds of Ugh. mental whatever you call it. Uh,
1: I'm sure there will never be a complete closure for the family in this situation, but it has to feel a lot better for them.
0: At the time of his conviction, Gerald was under investigation for the deaths of young women and other crimes committed in Washtenaw and Ionia counties in the previous 10 years.
1: One of those included the cold case of the rape and murder of 16-year-old Laura. At the time of this young lady's murder and rape, Gerald was 38 years old, living in Eaton Rapids, and worked for the state government. Not so oddly, Gerald left Michigan right after young Laura disappeared and before her body was found. He
0: got the heck out of town.
1: He moved to New York.
0: Who knows what the heck he did in New York?
1: It'll come up eventually. I'm sure. Within two years of Laura's death, he moved back to Michigan. In that case, the judge ruled that the police had violated Gerald's rights in the search for evidence. And the case was dismissed before it went to trial.
0: You know that that you hear about that kind of thing once in a while, and just because somebody didn't dot an i properly or put a comma in the wrong place, yeah. they can say, mm, that well, "Yeah, Kind of sucks.
1: Yeah, and we know he was an on-the-road trucker, so you we know there's so many other people that he
0: abducted, did all kinds of naughty things with, and probably left land in a ditch.
1: It's crazy.
0: So now he sits with a smug smirk on his face and you wanna do what to him? You wanna cut him I wanna
1: out. cut his fucking lips off his face and I'm really hoping he's getting jailhouse raped every single fucking six, 60 years <laughs> old or not. I don't care. Because Bubba I mean it We only know bad. about two people. There had to have been a gazillion more he started this at, like, a young age. I can't imagine how many young women in Michigan, plus all across the entire country, that were affected by this fuck stain. Fuck stain's too nice of a word.
0: Well, he, he was brought to justice a little too there late. sitting but maybe, in what the Lakeland
1: heck? County Correctional Facility. I don't know what happened to the infant son. I know he did have other children. And that's it. At least her family got it. technology is got great. To see that I love yeah. to see
0: it evolve. It's oh, continuously evolving.
1: I love that it was the old cigarette trick. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. It's either that
0: or a glass of water we're or something. Take him
1: out. So I did write the story and then realized that there was a A and E cold case files on it. So if you guys want to watch the A and E cold case files, that gives you. Basically the same information. I same think.
0: story with a little more drama.
1: Yeah. And pictures of the people. The guy, first guy that um, was married to her that they thought did it, that they owned the gun.
0: Mm-hmm. Robert Shaw.
1: Yeah. He was working at Bell's. He was. And this was way <laughs> back before Beer City happened or anything. So that yeah. was kind of crazy. They
0: called him a warehouse worker and he's got this Bell's shirt on and he's...
1: And we thought of an maybe an that was kind of just a, a thing, and then all of a sudden we see him work at where he's working. It's like, oh my god, he's really a Bells employee. Yep,
0: Bells it's is a crazy. Kalamazoo brewery.
1: Very popular.
0: Yeah, very popular. Your Highness.
1: Do you have a happy ending?
0: We have a happy ending.
1: We do? Do you know who it is?
0: It is Mustard Plug.
1: Holy shit, we actually have the same I love happy ending today. These guys. I really thought maybe you had come up with a different band, and I was this, gonna say this no. This is gonna this is who we're doing.
0: We have to do Mr. Smiley.
1: Oh, fuck yeah, you have to do Mr. Smiley.
0: It's very fitting.
1: It is. Because of Smurker and Mr. Smiley. Fug is probably one of the best bands ever. And if you've never heard ska music, I encourage you to look up ska music. Do you have to pee? No. You're doing the pee-pee my, dance. My back was You're just... Your legs are crossed and you're holding your pee-pee like you have to do the pee-pee <laughs> <laughs> <You're doing laughs> I was trying a little to, boy dance. I was dance. trying to
0: do the m and m thing look at this
1: oh, that was very impressive thank you mustard plug literally travels everywhere they well before around the world before twenty twenty fucking happened mm-hmm. they've been to Japan they've been everywhere mustard plug
0: it's Mr. Smiley time while thinking it through, digging for facts, believing in you, oh Mr. Smiley, but give me a clue, why they said it was you, I can't accept it, tell, tell me it's not true, cause you were once so good, to me, oh Mr. Smiley. way anyway.
1: Thank you for choosing Michigan Murders and Music. Please rate the show wherever you listen. Michigan Murders and Music is produced by the Boots. Episodes are researched and written by Your Highness. Edited by Your Highness. Views and opinions are the sole stupidity of us and us alone. Don't blame others, please. Listening to this podcast could quite possibly cause major problems to your earballs and definitely will mess up your kids. Permission has been given to us by the bands and we purchase our music on bandcamp.com. Support your local music scene and all local music scenes.